Good evening, y'all. And happy Lord's Day. Thank you. <clears throat> Guys, today, um, there's been so many great things happening. Uh, we had the Eucharistic procession today that the friars uh, put together. They went started from way down the bayou, and they came up, and we started, uh, they landed right there at the, uh, the cemetery, St. Joseph's. And uh, it was a beautiful, beautiful experience. And I couldn't help but think, um, going back to whenever the whole pandemic hit, and uh, the outpour and the outcry of so many people's hearts to have Jesus. And we took Jesus' procession through neighborhoods. Y'all remember that? Man, what a powerful experience that was. Um, and that's what today reminded me of, that moment of grace um, where so many people were crying out for Jesus. So it was good. It was a day of rejoicing for me. Um, this is also October, right? October is uh, National Pro-Life Month. This is where we come together and we realize that we are pro-life people, right? And, and the, uh, the sin of abortion um, and euthanasia and those things that affect human life. And so we come together in this month and pray particularly the Holy Rosary. It's also the month of the Holy Rosary, October is. And so um, calling on Our Lady and praying the Rosary every day, asking her for an end to this scourge, this uh, sin of abortion on our nation. Um, there's so many things we could preach about. I feel like St. Paul sometimes, y'all, like in 1 Corinthians, Paul speaks about the anxiety he has for the church, right? For the church. He, there's so much he wants to speak to the church about um, that you can't get it all in, in one sermon. So I was like, man, Paul, I, I hear you, man. I feel the same way. There's so much that we could talk about today. Um, I'm going to forego the gospel and the first reading um, because there, it would take literally an hour to explain it. Jesus is telling a parable. There's all kind of incredible weaving of Jesus um, speaking of things of the Old Testament and ultimately letting the Jewish people know, the leaders, um, that that gift that they've been given is going to be taken away from them and given to another people. Right? He's speaking of the apostles and the Catholic Church. All right? So that's in a nutshell what that parable is speaking about. The church also gives us a letter to the Philippians from St. Paul. And uh, that's where uh, my heart really rested with that. Um, because of the rejoicing and the anxieties. Those two seem to be two opposites, right? When we look at uh, Philippians chapter 4, uh, today's Mass starts with verse 6. But I'm going to back up to verse 4. St. Paul says... Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Right? And you might ask, like, what does Paul have to be excited about? I mean, poor guy was living in very, very, very difficult times. Right? But he's constantly calling the church to rejoice. He says, let all men know of your patience. <laughs> Isn't that something, huh? What Paul wants the people to see from you, from Christians, from us, is patience. Let all men see your patience. What for? What do they have to be patient about? Well, they were in the midst of severe persecution in the church. They were literally being killed. And Paul's saying, rejoice. Be patient. Let everyone see how patient you are. It's quite the mark to be a Christian, isn't it? <laughs> patience. The Lord is at hand. And here's where Mass picks up today. Have no anxiety about anything. Anybody ever struggle with anxiety? Yeah, I don't know about you, but I have struggled with that a lot in my life. Um, severe anxiety to the point where I thought I was going to have to like, be checked into a hospital. 
Um, anxiety grips the heart in a way that is sometimes very, very, very hard to shake. Right? And so St. Paul is saying, have no anxiety about anything. Well, for me, as someone who struggles in my life with anxiety, I'm like, Paul, what are you talking about? Like, that's really hard to do. First you're telling me rejoice, and now you're saying don't have anxiety? How, what's he talking about? How do we not have anxiety? Are you anxious about things, right? There's a lot to be anxious with about today in our society, isn't there? Are we anxious about our family? Where's our family going? Have they left the church? Are they here? Are they struggling? Do they have health issues? Are we anxious about work, about school, right? I know whenever school was starting, there was a lot of anxiety wrapped up around what's this going to look like, right? Um, anxious about this, what's normal now, right? I don't want to say the new norm because I don't think it's normal. There's nothing normal about what we're doing today, right? But there's anxiousness in this. I work with college students. Many college students come to me anxious about school, anxious about these online classes, anxious about tests, anxious that they can't go face-to-face with their teacher at times to be able to learn things. There's a lot of anxiety in our society, guys. Maybe you're anxious about the upcoming elections. That's a real issue in our society today. There's a lot of anxiety wrapped up around the upcoming elections. I'm not going to get into it right now, but... At the end of the month, Father Dan and I are going to give a whole weekend homilies um, helping you as shepherds on how do we vote with a Catholic conscience. What's that look like? Right? What are the issues at stake? Right? But I'm saying there's anxieties wrapped up around this. There's anxieties wrapped around the sports season. Am I going to get a scholarship? Well, how is this going to work? Right? Anxieties. I've also heard there's a lot of anxiety around the three days of darkness. I don't know if any of you heard of that one. Right? Um, this is another thing I would love to preach about one day, right? There's this anxiousness in my heart that I would love to speak about these things. What is this three days of darkness about? Is it really the third message of Fatima? No, it's not. I'm just letting y'all know, Mary didn't say that to the children of Fatima. Clear that right there, all right? Um, It might be a private revelation, but it is not the third secret of Fatima, all right? But there's anxiety wrapped around that. What's to come? Are we in the last days, Father? Can you tell me? I don't know. No one knows the day or the hour. Somebody said that somewheres. He was a pretty wise guy, if you ask me. You get what I'm saying. The enemy has stirred up anxiety. And so that's why I think these words of St. Paul are so important. He says, have no anxiety about anything. And so you might ask yourself, well, Paul, well, you were an apostle. You were the super apostle. What were you anxious about? Why would you even struggle with anxiety, Paul? Because he says it, I struggle, I have anxiety for the churches. But what did Paul go through? Listen to what Paul went through. He says, I have had countless beatings. This is 2 Corinthians chapter 11. He said, I have had countless beatings and often near death. Five times I have received at the hands of the Jews... Fifty lashes minus one. Three times I have been beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I have been shipwrecked at night and by day. I have been a strife at the sea. And frequently lost in the rivers. Dangers by robbers. Dangers from the people. 
like you get it, there's a lot that Paul was going through. That would make me anxious. I read what he's going through and I, I start feeling anxious. I'm like, really? Like seriously, Paul went through a whole lot. But yet he's saying in the midst of this, right after he said, but my anxiety is for the church, not for me. So I think there's a key there. Anxiety wraps up with fear about what's going to happen to me. Am I going to get sick? Am I going to go through persecution? Am I going to have a hard time? Am I going to be able to make it? Anxiety wraps around me where St. Paul says, no, I don't care about me. I worry about you. That's where my anxiety is at. Right? That's what he says. I am anxious about the church. That, that the church will be able to make it during these times of what he was going through of persecution. He was afraid that the people would lose their faith and that they would no longer proclaim the gospel. They were going through very, very hard times. Times of which we have not yet seen. Imagine back in Paul's days, whenever they gathered for Mass for the Lord's Supper, there was a high probability that whenever you left, you were going to be martyred. Just for showing up here. <laughs> That's what Paul was dealing with for the first 320 years. That's what he was dealing with. Encouraging people, rejoice. Why? Take your eyes off of the things of this world and rejoice because what's coming, the promised land to come, it's worth it. It's worth every trial and suffering and persecution that we go through. And so here is Paul giving us the answer to anxiety. How do we overcome it? He says, through prayer and supplication and with thanksgiving, make your request known to God. He doesn't say go on Facebook and talk about your anxiety and what you're afraid of. Um, he says, number one, through prayer. Whenever I'm struggling, whenever I'm afraid and have anxiety, what's the first thing I should do? Pray. What does that mean? Talk to God about it first before you talk to anybody else. Pray and just talk to him. Lord, I am anxious about these things, A, B, C, and D. Simply speak to him about it. That's the first thing. Because we realize that whenever we speak to our God about it, that he's a God who can handle this. He is a God. Jesus says he is the Prince of Peace. And if we want peace, then we've got to let go of the anxiety. And we do that by talking to our Father. So in prayer, he says, in supplication... And in thanksgiving. I think we forget about that part. I know I do. Whenever I get anxious, it's hard to be thankful for anything. All I see is the big issue in front of me. Anybody else feel that? All you see is what's there, and I'm anxious about it. Paul says this. First, take your eyes off of the issue and talk to the Father about it. Second, start thanking Him for all the good things in your life. That's what he says. That's the remedy. Prayer and thanksgiving. By the way, the word Eucharist means thanksgiving. So you could say in another way, pray and go to Mass. Pray and go sit in front of the Blessed Sacrament, in front of the Eucharist, and be thankful. Be thankful. Right? And then Paul gives us beautiful litany. He says, finally, brothers... Whatever is true, this is what he's showing us to be thankful for, right? This is his cue. This is how you overcome anxiety. This is how you be thankful. Whatever's true, whatever's honorable, 
whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is gracious. If there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. And then the God of peace will be with you. Right? So there's the remedy. There's the remedy to all the anxieties that bombard us. Right? We are a society, a culture now that is bombarded with so much that we're very, very, very anxious. So here's the remedy. Whatever's good, whatever's true, whatever's beautiful, think of those things. Take your eyes off of that which is the monster that stands in front of us. Pray. Talk to God about it. And then the peace that you want the peace that your heart strives for, then that peace is going to be with us. Right? But not until then. Right? So there's Paul's remedy of what I believe is probably one of the biggest emotions, I know amongst college students anyway, that is attacking and plaguing us. This anxiety. Yeah, we have no reason to be anxious. No matter what's to come, no matter what's going on, we have a God who wants to be with us and a Father who wants to protect us, right? And i, I got to tell you, there, there's a lot of anxiousness in my own heart around the elections and what's coming up, and man, just see what's happening. Where do I find peace with it? When you look at the four presidential debates, well, the three presidential debates and the one uh, vice president, look at the feast days of the church that those debates are about to happen with. The first one already happened. At least I think that's what it was. Um, anyway, um, <laughs> the first one happened on the Feast of the Archangels, Michael, Gabriel, and Raphael. The next one, the Vice President's debate, is going to happen on the Feast of Our Lady of the Holy Rosary. The following two debates are going to happen on the Feast of St. Teresa of Avila, the great doctrine or farmer of the church. And the last one's going to happen on the Feast of St. John Paul II. Yeah, somebody's watching out for us. I find peace in that. I guarantee you they didn't contact the Catholic Church and find out when we had big liturgical feasts and say that's when we're going to do the debates. Like, that's not what happened. But God said that's how it's going to work. And so I believe that our nation right now needs to be praying through their intercession. There's a reason why those particular ones have been chosen by Almighty God through the voice of the church for our country. St. Michael, Gabriel, Raphael, Our Lady of the Rosary, Teresa of Avila, John Paul II. Man, that's a starting lineup. I'm telling you. So I look at that and I've got peace. I don't know what's to come. I have no idea. But I have peace that God is with us. Emmanuel is with us. In whatever way, right? And so as this darkness and evil seems to increase, causing deep anxieties in people's lives, no, I'm not going to focus on the darkness. I'm going to focus on the light. And we're going to speak the truth. And we're going to lead people to Christ. And we're going to look at the things that are true, good, and beautiful so that the peace of Christ may be with us. Right? And so we take great consolation today. We come to this Mass with thanksgiving in the Holy Eucharist that everything we need is right there in the Holy Eucharist.
The medicine of immortality, the, call, the saints call him. Right? The Eucharist. Our medicine. Peace for our souls. But we first got to let go of it. Talk to the Father about it. And thank Him for all that is good within our lives. Amen?